You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. I'm looking forward to the Word today. As we look back in Genesis chapter 6, we see that the world had gone very, very wrong. Sin had totally taken over, uh, and God sent a great flood. God saved the world through Noah and his family. The animals went on the ark. Some of you know that story. If you don't know it, go back and read the first part of Genesis. The water covered the earth for 150 days, exactly five months, history records. The water receded. The ark came to rest on Mount Arab. When Noah left the boat, life on earth restarted. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, write that verse down, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, God said, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Chapter 8, verse 22, God said, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. The key to understanding all of life is to understand seed time and harvest. All the way in the New Testament, Galatians 6, 7 says, you're going to reap what you sow. You're not ever going to sow corn and get turnip greens. You're going to reap what you sow. Life here on earth operates on sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting. This year, we're looking at essentials in our life. And the title of today's message is, Seed is Essential. Seed is Essential. And it's very simple, very simple concept. We harvest, we reap what we sow. It's how life works. So there is no underestimating your seed. You can't ever underestimate the importance and the power of the seed that you plant. All of life begins with the planting of a seed. You want corn, you plant corn seed. You want an apple, you plant apple seed. We want a child, all of life begins with the planting of a seed. Understand, always understand, life works on sowing and then reaping. That's the way God set this in motion. Okay, what does this mean? Okay, let's talk about this. What is it in your life that you're wanting to harvest? What is it? I mean, just pick something. I'm lonely and I want a friend. I want a friend. Well, how does life work? How does life work? How does life work? It works on seed time and harvest. I want a friend, then you have to sow a seed. You can start by introducing yourself to people. You can start by going places where connect groups are. You can start by coming early to church and sitting in the coffee shop and moving around and meeting people at different tables. You can overhear somebody say that they are moving next week and you can say, do you need some help? Could I come help you box up stuff in your house? See, you overhear somebody say their car is in the shop, to which you say, do you need a ride to work? Can I pick you up? Can I give you a ride? See, you're reaching out 
and you're being a friend at every step along the day. You volunteer at Christian Ministries Academy. You volunteer to be a playground monitor. You volunteer to help some teacher in her class. You volunteer in youth group. You say, can I drive one of the vans to the ball team, but to the ball game? I'll drive a van to the ball game. I'll drive a van. See, I'll go to every game and I'll work in the concession stand. And then over time, you watch friendships develop. See, the problem is, we want friends with no giving of ourself to anybody or anything. Well, Tim, I don't have anybody to go to the ball game with. Well, Tim, I don't know anybody in the concession stand. Well, I don't go in the coffee shop because it's embarrassing. I don't know anybody in the coffee shop. How does life work? It works on seed, time, and then harvest Life does not work on harvest time first. It doesn't work that way. Well, if I had a friend, if I had a friend to go to some of the CMA ball games, I would go with them. Well, if I had a friend, I would go to one of the Connect Christmas parties that we'll be having in, in the next couple of months. What well, you're trying to harvest where you have not reaped or where you have not sown. Harvest does not happen first. And we've got to understand how life works. Today, what I'm doing is asking you, what is it in your life that you want to harvest? What area of need do you have? If you want to be happy, that's all I want to be. Tim, I don't care anything about money. I don't care anything about material things. All I want is just to be happy. Okay? How much happiness do you sow everywhere you go? Do you walk in with a happy countenance on your face? Do you walk into a room and bring happiness in there? Or do you suck the life out of the room by your sour face? I mean, are you walking into your home sowing happiness? Are you walking up to a group of people and happiness? See, you sow happiness. You want to be treated respectful. That's, I just want people to respect me. Do you respect other folks? Do you treat other people with respect? Well, I just want money. That's all I need. I need some money. Are you a big giver in this church? Are you a big financial giver? See, it's in sowing, it's in giving that you receive. See, the problem is well, I'll treat others nice when they first start treating me nice. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm not doing that until they do. See, you're trying to harvest where you have not sown. Well, I'll give money to this church gladly when I can afford to. Well, you're trying to harvest where you have not sown. See, there's a crisis in life when we expect to harvest in areas that we have not sown in. And that's where much of the world is today. It's a list of entitlements without me ever investing, without me ever sowing, with no thought of what first must I do to get that. Genesis 8, establishes a basis for all of our life here on earth. As long as the earth remains, we live knowing seed time and then harvest. The title of today's message is, your seed is essential. Your seed is essential in your life to harvesting what it is that you are desiring. You know, too often, 
we, we, we can't or we don't read the Word and translate that into our daily life. I don't know, something we just can't seem to pull that off. We can't read the Scripture when, and then get up from our chair and walk out the door and apply that in my daily life. So we, we just can't. It's a disconnect. Today, I want to translate Genesis 8.22 into where we live every single day. I want to move that. As long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. Okay, what does that mean to me in the morning? Okay, translate that into my daily life. I want a great marriage. That's what I want. I want a great marriage. I want a fun relationship with my wife. I just want, I just want us to get along. That's what I want. Okay? How does life work? As long as the earth remains, how does it work? It works on seed time and harvest. Okay? All I want, I want a wife who loves me. I want a wife who is kind to me. I want a wife who waits on me. I want a wife who wants to be with me. You don't marry that. You grow that. Did you hear what I said? You don't marry that. You grow that. As long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. So I can't harvest where I have not sown. So what I want to do is I want to brag on her. I want to appreciate her. I want to tell her how pretty she is when she's dressed up. I want to brag on what she cooks. I want to thank her for what she does for me on a regular basis. Do I get mad? Absolutely. I get mad. Do I want to raise my voice and yell? Absolutely. Sometimes she needs yelling at. That is not a seed that I want to reap from. Do you understand that? I don't, what did I say I wanted? I want a mean wife who hates me and throws pots and pans at me. No, that's not what I want. Well, then you can't plant seeds for that to be harvested in your life. Why are you eating corn instead of turnip greens? Because you planted corn instead of turnip greens. So if this is what you want, you have to stop planting. Are y'all getting this? So what I do is I keep my mouth shut at certain times. That's what you have to learn to do because as long as this earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. What are you harvesting in your life? It is a direct result of what you've been planning. Now, I know you think it's somebody else's fault. I know you got the blame somewhere else, but the blame rests squarely on what you have been planting, what you have been sowing in your own life. When you grasp the concept of Genesis 8:22 you realize in your life you can't sow seeds of fruit that you don't want to eat here is the fruit i want to eat i've got to sow to that here is the fruit i don't want springing up in my life so i've got to stop sowing to that it's just how life operates genesis 8 as long as the earth remains, here's the way it's going to work. Imagine a farmer walking out and looking at a thousand acres of plowed dirt and saying, this field has no corn. And he goes out every day and complains about the fact that this field has no corn. So in a few years, he just divorces or sells that field and buys another one and looks around and says, this field has no corn either. 
It's not, not a cornfield. Field has no horn. So he sells that field and gets another one. You can do that 42 times. You're not ever going to have corn in the field if you don't plant corn in that field. Your life is a field. What is it in your life that you're wanting to harvest? You want a great marriage. You want great friends. You want a great church to attend. It's a field here. Come in here and get involved. Start planting, start planting, start planting day in and day out. Get involved in what we're doing. You want a great school to go to. Are you sowing to that? You want a great job. I just want a job where I'm happy, where I like my place of work, where I enjoy going. Are you sowing to that? Day in and day out, do you sow to the place that you're in? Our church, each year, we lay out a vision for the year. Right down January 9th. It's coming soon. Everybody, wherever you go, make sure you're back in church. All members of Christian Ministries Church are required to be here on January 9th. We'll be taking attendance on that day. That is Vision Sunday for our church. And we'll be laying out the vision of this church for the next year. Our church each year has a vision. We have a direction. Here's where we're going. We need to have that in our own lives, personally. What, what do you want in your life? What, what are you doing? What are you trying to grow? Where are you going? What are you going to do this next year? I want you to know it's essential that you have a vision or you have goals or you have a direction. But I want you also know to harvest that, you will have to sow to that. Now, what is it you're needing in your life? You want a friend. You want health. You want joy. You want a great place to work. It's an endless list. What is it that you're wanting? Turn to Mark chapter 4. My question today is, are you planting toward that harvest? You want health? Okay. Your eating needs to drastically change. That would be first. No sense in just going to the doctor and going to the doctor and you keep on eating what's causing the problem that you're having. Either stop your eating or stop going to the doctor, but there's no sense in keep doing both of those. You want health? Drastically change every bite that goes in your mouth. You, you want health? Then drastically change your physical activity. Get on a sleep schedule. See, you're planting toward the harvest. You can't want to harvest and not plant to that harvest. Your seed is the essential ingredient to what you desire. If you haven't found Mark 4, just stop looking and look at me. You're hopeless. <laughs> Mark chapter 4, verse 3. L listen to this. Listen. Jesus says, A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across the field, some seed fell on footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on the shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted and grew and produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as they had been planted. Then he said, anyone who has ears, they should hear and listen to this. Jesus is teaching them exactly what I'm teaching today. Verse 10. Later, when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples, they said, We didn't get it. What? What? what do okay, verse 10, in case you missed the translation. Verse 10 means, So I'm just here. 
I didn't get it. Okay. Well, let's try this again. Let me speak slower, verse 13. If you can't understand this parable, if you don't get this, you're not going to get anything. Wow. Church, that's a mouthful Jesus just said. If you don't get this right here, you're not going to get, if you can't get seed time and harvest, if you don't understand this, we're in big trouble here. So, so you have to get this. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. See, that's those that sit there and say, well, I never do like his preaching. I wish it was Josh's turn. How much longer is it going to be before Josh gets to do again? See, that's those that are just sitting there thinking that. You didn't get nothing I said. Verse 16, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Oh, pastor, whoa, that was a good sermon today. Pastor, great. Oh, good sermon. Whoa, I just love it when you preach. They don't have any roots. By the time they get the car, they're yelling, hollering at your wife. Verse 18, then there's the seed that fell among the thorns. Oh, it's a good sermon today. Great sermon. Boy, you went home Sunday afternoon. Whoa, we had good church. And then Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday roll around and you get into your job and you get to doing what you're doing and, you know, the cares of the world and money and entanglements and all that just starts growing all up around you and you totally forgot what the sermon was about. All too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things so that no fruit is produced at all. Verse 20 is my favorite because that's our church members right here. This is everybody in this church. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and it produces a harvest in their life. I mean, a huge harvest. We're talking 30, we're 60, I mean 100 fold. We're talking a harvest here in our life. Let me tell you, God's word is seed for us. God's word is not Sunday morning material for Paul and Josh and me to have something to say. God's word is not some religious material for us to have something to read at a funeral or a Bible study. The first thing that you need to know about God's word is it is seed. Now, think about it, but seed is pretty insignificant in and of itself. What do you do with an apple seed? I mean, you throw it away, spit it out. I mean, what do you do with an apple seed? There's not a whole lot that you can do with an apple seed unless it is planted. I mean, th- this Bible is just in your way. You got to dust around it on the coffee table. It's in the way in the house. It's just something for the kids to pull off and rip the pages out. It's really in the way unless you plant this. See, unless you, pl- you read this and you hear it, and then it goes inside you, and you plant what it says down deep in you, and watch out now, when you plant an apple seed, you just think about not one apple, how many hundreds of thousands of apples over the next 20 years does that apple seed produce in producing apples? When one passage of God's word goes down deep inside you, for the next 20 years, your finances 
finances are different, your marriage is different, your home is different, your life is different, your entertainment is different. When that word goes down inside you, it just keeps on producing fruit in your life. The planting of seed is essential in our life. Today I'm just asking, what is it that you want to harvest? This week, go back and read Mark 4, verse 14 through 20. We got to get this. Go, we got to get this. Because Jesus said, if you don't get this, we don't get anything. Here's what you need to know. And this may be a game changer for some of you. God is not moved by your need. You can write that down. Life is not operated on needs. Life is not a result of somebody needing something. Needs are all around us. Needs are everywhere. God is not moved by needs. How does life operate? Life operates on seed. As long as the earth remains, God is moved by a seed. God is moved by the planting of the seed. Well, God, we need trees. God, we need, tr- we need apple trees. God, there's no apples in our community. Everybody in our community is starving. There's no apples. God, we need apples. God, we got to have apples. God, what? God, you see we don't have any apples. Why don't you do something about this? God's not moved by the need for apples. He's moved by the planting of an apple seed. For a child to be here, he's not moved by your need of children. He's moved by the planting of a seed. For a tree to be here, God's moved by the planting of a seed. God is not need-minded. God is seed-minded. And we get mad at God because he sees all these needs around us. God sees all these needs. But needs don't move God. Seed moves God. Let's go back to Mark chapter 4. I want you to see this. Verse 26. Kingdom's God's like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he is asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and it grows. And he doesn't understand how it happens. The earth produces crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through. Then the heads of the wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for harvest time has come. You got to see this. The farmer sows a seed day and night, awake or asleep. The seed sprouts, and he don't really know how it happens. But over time, little leaf, blade, head, finally the grain, finally it's harvest time. God is not moved by need. You plant the seed and then God goes to work. You plant the seed in your life and then God begins to work. Well, read this Mark 4, 26 through 29 over and over and over this week. You got to know, you you have to understand about seed time. I, I don't know how this works. I can't stand here today and explain this. All I know is when I started being kind to my wife, when I started bragging on her, when I started acting lovingly toward her, 
when I started doing around the house what was important to her. I could care less about it. It's not important to me. I don't even want it. But that's important to her, and I give myself to what's important to her. I don't have a clue. I don't know how to explain this, but all of a sudden, she just started being nice to me. (laughs) Dangest thing I've ever seen. Are you hearing this? See, first you sow. I don't know how it all, but you know what? A little leaf popped out. Then a little blade began to come out. I don't know. I can't explain how all this works. I don't know. But now years down the road, I'm harvesting a great marriage. See, the fact that you have a horrible marriage does not move God. God, you see this mess. When God, why don't you do something about this mess? God, you need to do something about her stinking attitude. God, you need to. The fact that you got a bad marriage don't move God. But you start planting a seed, and I'm just telling you, you don't even have to understand it. You don't even have to understand. You start planting a seed. You start planting a seed to harvest what you want. You start planting a seed. And see, God is moved by seed in your life. You start planting toward what it is you want to harvest and watch God move. The message today is seed is essential in your life. You have to have seed. The Word of God is seed in your life. It's not preaching material for a pastor. It's not religious material for a religious setting. It's not neat little bedtime Bible stories for you to read your kid. It is seed in your life. And seed does no good until it is planted. And when you plant God's word in your life, I don't understand it. I don't know how it works, but here's what I'm telling you. You'll start watching a harvest come in your life in the area that you're sowing to. It's vital that you read the word because it's your seed. It's your seed. I don't know if you've ever been told this, Proverbs has 31 chapters. Here's what I recommend. Look at the calendar. 28th day, read chapter 28 before you leave the house that morning. 29th day, read Proverbs 29. On the first day of the month, read Proverbs chapter 1. On the fifth day of the month, read Proverbs chapter 5. And if you will do that every day for two months, I don't know what to tell you. I sure don't understand it, but all I know is you'll start walking in more wisdom than you've ever walked in you'll start making wiser decisions than you've ever made. You start planting that seed for wisdom. God's moved by the planting of a seed, and you watch what you do that every day for three months. Every day for three months, you read the proverb to the chapter that corresponds with the calendar and watch what happens. Try this. Every day for three months, you read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Just every day. Every single day, same chapter, same three chapters. Every day you read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Every day, and you do that for two months every day. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. I don't know what to tell you, because I sure don't know how it works. But here's what I'm telling you. First be a little leaf, then a little be a blade, and you watch the harvest that begins to come in your life as you plant the word in your life. In your life. When you fully get a hold of the fact, in every area of your life, I'm, not, I'm talking finances, your spouse, your neighbor, your money, I mean, whatever it is, in every area of your life, the earth, as long as the earth remains, it operates on seed time and harvest. And when you get a hold of the fact, needs don't move God, but seed moves God every time 
your life begins to change like you can't even explain. Today, I want you to see the essential ingredient in your life is seed. And then you go and plant. Y'all stand with me. Lord, today as we receive your word, we are the ones that it falls on good soil. And we bring a harvest of 30, 60, and 100 fold in our life. We walk in all the provisions that you have for us as we plant our seed. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless y'all. Have a great week. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com. 